Hi, Gemstones, and welcome to another episode of Takes All Over the Place. I'm Nick. Julie. And Emma. <laughs> Not even I. We're really cutting it down. We tried super hard to keep it within a manageable time frame for Emma's editing sanity. So today we're talking about a whole host of things, starting with Naomi Osaka. We know you've all heard about it. It's been all over Twitty, also known as Twitter. So Julie and I will discuss elements of that before talking about our bread and butter, the things that we most enjoy, television. Julie, what are we talking about this week? Well, you're talking about the Vampire Diaries. I'm talking about my, <laughs> I exclusively am. Yes, my love of David Allen Greer and the different paths it's taken me down to this week, filled with joy. I think that's it. We mostly fight we about tennis about... for the most part. Special and true. <laughs> we actually get to talk about it this time. Oh, we actually right. get to talk about special because I actually watched it this week. So um, good. I did pass a surprisingly not rigorous test to prove that. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and then obviously we talk about America's Next Top Drag Superstar Down Under, and <laughs> our what's the one from Thirty Rock? About- America's Kids Next Got Talent. What's that one? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and our feelings therein, which are many. Um, and then we play an improv game, and we take it too seriously. So thank you so much for listening, and we hope you very much enjoy this episode. That was perfect. Amazing. We just start talking, so here we are. What is on your thought grapes, your mind grapes this week, Julie? I'm so fucking mad about all these old <laughs> tennis women who need to shut the hell up. You're talking tennis to me right now? You fucking wow, bet I gonna, am. We're gonna volley. Rupa no, will be no. so I'm just gonna smash, pleased. smash, smash, smash. Alright, volley. Okay, so the Tennis Association, the press, okay, listen, Emma, if you did, if you lost the thing you wanted the most in the world, would you want to spend the next hour with me asking you why you messed up? So in that moment when you should have won, but you didn't, what happened there? Uh, I already have negative voices that live in my head. I don't need you to have me dissect what just happened. If I knew, I wouldn't have done it. Thanks. Who, so we're talking about Naomi Osaka. Well, you're screaming about her. I'm listening. This is not screaming. This is I'm loud Fraser talking. Crane. Yeah, so she came out and said, I'm not going to do the press. It doesn't work for me. I've been depressed for a year. It's hard enough to play without having to deal with all your bullshit. Find a way. Do what you need to do. I'm taking care of my mental health. So... Roland Garros fined her $15,000 and then said, just for funsies, maybe we'll get rid of you. We might kick you out of the tournament. Okay, first of all, total bullshit. Then all the old ladies who are sitting at home, Billie Jean King, Martina Navratilova, and a little bit of Chris Everett Lloyd, whatever her name is now, are all like, the media is really important. They help make the sport, blah, 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 blah. You have to do your job. Shut up, old ladies. I am so sick. I I, I hate this generation of women like, I had to suffer, so now you do. Lift as you climb, bitch. You tr- bla- blaze the trail, right? That doesn't mean mm-hmm. that I should have to get the machete out again. It means I should be able to walk in the clearing. I'm sorry if they're not respectful enough or whatever your problem is. When I left my last job, it's because I got a new white mansplaining boss. And so I said to my female boss, she called me and said, please don't leave. And I was like, no, I'm out of here. And she said, isn't it more important what you do for the children than how he talks to you? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And the fact that you are aware of an abusive situation and are saying that I should learn how to deal with it shows we haven't come anywhere at all. You fought what battle? So that in 2020, I should still get shit on by a man who doesn't know anything and is going to mansplain to me all day? Hell no. Billie Jean King never had people coming for her on Twitter. Billie Jean King never had people doxing her or coming to her house. This is nonsense, these women. That is my opinion. I'm mildly educated on the subject, but really, shut up. Now, Nick has disappeared for me. Hi, my name is Nick, (laughs) longtime tennis advocate and relatively knowledgeable on the subject. And just to get this out there, fully agree that Naomi Osaka needs to take space. Absolutely adore her. I watched when she won her first Grand Slam. I watched as Serena engaged in a conversation with the line umpire that resulted in her getting defaulted. I watched 
some people within the tennis media try to constantly pit Serena and Naomi against each other, Naomi against Serena, trying to pivot towards Naomi as the more respectable and tame. So this is just a conversation that already happens, especially with women and especially with minority women in sports. And then tennis is one of the most popular and recognizable sports for women. They consistently get paid the most of any other sport. So I will say this about the fine. The fines are already built in. So Naomi knew. I'm fine with the fine. She's fine with the fine. I'm just laying down facts, babe. <laughs> laying down facts like I'm laying down tracks. Ooh, pump the beat and pump the brakes because I'm still on your side. So <laughs> they feel like it. I'm 100% on your side. I'm on Naomi's side. I'm on mental health side. But I've also followed on Twitter since 2009 when I originally joined. <laughs> Hashtag my graduation year. Hashtag aging. Um, these people who went from bloggers to journalists and sort of went up that rung and sort of are freelance journalists who haven't had a job for this past year. So understanding their perspective. And there was a really great take um, by this woman I follow, Lindsay Gibbs, who has a great podcast, um, Burn It Down Pod, where she and a collection of women talk about pay discrepancies and misogyny that persists in sports. And she's really great. And a lot of her tweet was about these generalizations of like press is not just a monolith. There are hardworking people who aren't coming for someone in particular, including Naomi. And also Naomi very bravely, super courageously and not at all her job to last U.S. Open wore masks with the names of a lot of people slain in police violence. And there were some people who were complaining on Twitter, you know, everyone told her to shut up and stick to sports. And while that definitely happened in the NBA and the NFL and so many other things, from what I saw from my vantage, and maybe this is just the curated list of journalists I followed, there was nothing but praise and respect for Naomi for that situation. So the press relationship and sort of like homogenizing them all together as one. I feel like standardized press and who we think of press, like the Piers Morgans and the Neil Harmons, who's since been ejected because he was plagiarizing good riddance. He was this foggy old white dude. That's terrible. But I understand the journalist's perspective of you're trying to mine data from these people. And I do sort of get Billie Jean's perspective as, you know, we needed the press to be on our side and publicize our message so we could continue to advance. I will say that Billie Jean's comment was after Naomi's initial comment that just said, I am going to take some time off and I won't be doing press. And not that Naomi should have had to, but that was before delving deeper into her issues with depression, which does bring up a thing. Why can't we just believe people? Why can't we believe women when they say they need a break? And when you look at Jennifer Capriotti, who was the wonderkin 13, and then when she had issues with drug abuse by her late teens, everyone was like, what went wrong? And I was like, you put all this fucking pressure on her. So absolutely respect Naomi for but taking once again, this time off. I, I think you are make lots of sense. You're giving lots of facts. But the truth of the matter is, objectively, the press that interviews them after a match is abusive. And they do not stop. Louis Vertel's tweet was up for Tweet of the Week. It's, why is the fear of heights treated as an irrational phobia like clowns or open spaces? Uh, you could fall. So whether she has anxiety or depression, I don't need you nitpicking me after a match. Nobody should. That should not have to be part of it to win or lose and then have to sit there and have people ask you questions about every moment of the game. That is not why Naomi is a huge star. That's not why Serena is a huge star. And I'm sorry Billie Jean and Chris and all those people had to sit there and deal with that. That's an abusive system in my opinion. They shouldn't have to do it. So she shouldn't even have to say, I have anxiety and depression. This should just say, this system sucks and it needs to change. And it sounds like Naomi, that was her later intentions with that action. Cause she said that she spoke out. Here's where things get super bullish and super cruel. You have the highest paid female athlete, female tennis player. I'm pretty sure female athlete as well for 2020 in the world saying, I will accept the fines and sanctions that you've already laid out. And so I will take that punishment because I am choosing to prioritize my mental health. And then to have the four grand slams, like, 
So this is outside of like the ATP or the WTA tour. The ITF is the Grand Slams. The four Grand Slams got together in a fucking day and said, we need to cast greater aspersions on this person who is just a person who is also bringing the Asian market, the female market. Like a marketer's dream is Naomi Osaka if you want to look at her as a brand. But she's not a brand. She's a person who was asking or just simply stating, I will not be doing this. They said they would eject her or they would put on further penalties for simply already saying that I'm not going to do this. And then they answered no questions. They made a and statement then, and then press the conference irony of and because ironies. they didn't want to be abused by the same press, they took yeah. no questions. And Mike drop out, overdone. What the fuck? And also the people who are like, why did you enter this industry? It's like you play tennis because you play tennis. You play tennis because you're good <laughs> at tennis. It's like <laughs> there's, there's a very different skill set between being able to talk and engage with people and being able to play tennis. And also, the rigors of tennis are fairly extreme when you talk about travel. You're on your own. You don't have teammates to back you up. So it's very alienating there. You just have your team. You go to all these different places, but you don't necessarily experience culture because you're just practice court, hotel, plane, next tournament, whatever. And it's a grind. The season is 11 months. It is 11 months long. And then if no, you and choose yet to... I still don't feel like you're agreeing with me 100%, which is what I need to have happen right now. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm gearing up. I'm gearing up to get to the correct answer, which is yours. First of all, I'm on your side 100%. I'm on Naomi's side 100%. And I'm getting there. I just feel like a fun little banter bit is if I come a little bit more level. I'm not saying that you're overreacting and please calm down, ma'am. <laughs> I'm not trying to mansplain how you should deal with your emotions. <laughs> So Julie's gaze just bored a hole into my computer so I can no longer see her. But I mean, maybe so, you'd rather be on a call with Billie Jean and Martina and all the other old ladies who are wrong. Here's the thing. So we talk about the rigors of tennis travel and it's like within a week you can go from um, like Vietnam to then America to Australia. And so you have to do what people talk about in this sport. We've got three hours behind. How are they going to recover? It's like. This bitch just flew 21 hours and has to play a match like yesterday because she went backwards in time somehow because time zones and shit. So you have all of that to deal with. And then you're expected to perform at a consistently high level and then also do press. What I'm basically saying is they're two separate skills. And to say you shouldn't follow your dream of being an athlete because you're not an exceptional public speaker is not something that we should. That's not an argument. It holds no salt. I know. I guess what I need is for you to say it's not about being a public speaker. It's about sitting down and being open for abuse. Public speaking is if she got to go out there and do what they did and say, that was a really tough match. I really played my heart out. My best to Emma. She killed it today. Thanks so much. Bye. That's a public speaking. What yes. they are doing is being interrogated, dissected, and pummeled. Yeah. So, so <laughs> that's just to get to public speaking and then to actually engage in a press where you don't have control over the situation. You can't control your narrative. You can't speak hard. And then you get to dealing with depression and anxiety harder. And then you have specific depression and anxiety surrounding that very event. These are all sorts of things that a person will have to master that they shouldn't is essentially what I'm saying. So we both agree the system that is in place sucks balls she may have anxiety or depression. That's none of our business. It's an unreasonable ask of anybody. Case closed. Done. One more thing I will just say <laughs> is the most frustrating thing, well, one of the many frustrating Other than things, this conversation where you should one of the, be on my side and we should not be fighting. Julie, we're running out of time. I really don't have time for your sides. <laughs> one of the, like, I'm in a very frustrating soup right now of triggers and annoyances, another thing that's hella frustrating is... Just like the rampant misogyny in all cultures in general. And then, so there's already just this rampant misogyny that's proliferative throughout sports, every aspect of society. And so the questions that are given to men and women are very different. You look at Anna Kornikova, who at 17 was constantly pressed about her image, about her body, about her size. Absolutely hellacious. And the fact that it took one day for the biggest government body within tennis to nail down Naomi Osaka for not wanting to press, accepting the the fines that they levied, but they have done nothing for Alexander Zverev, top 10 player who's considered next-gen ATP, ramps the shit out of him, accused of domestic abuse, and there are very reliable claims. Bashavili, who is another tennis player, domestic abuses, got charges against him, said nothing, absolutely nothing. So these are these issues that... Did they hey, ask what? Rafa what it's like to go bald? I mean, come on. 
<laughs> I would. Those are the questions I want to know. He's basically Scarlett Adams. So it's just very no, frustrating. This is the abuse we don't want to levy. But that's it's what I'm very... saying. You ask Serena about her outfit. Like she wanted to wear the cat suit because it helped with blood clots. Yeah. You don't say, "Hey, Andre, we noticed you've been wearing a wig for all these years." Yeah. Because you're bald. <laughs> Yes, very frustrating, absolute bullshit. I do appreciate that Twitter has taken this on and there's rage everywhere. I think there is a propensity, especially in the social media time, for people to immediately pile on without knowing all the facts. And I'm not saying this doesn't deserve being piled on, but I feel like there is a frame of reference as far as viewing journalism as something that should be completely shuttered in sports when it should just be diverted in a way that's more directed towards the athlete's health. Because if we don't have journalism, we don't have press, what happens then? So I feel then like Then we have Fox News and Newsmax, and we have the world we have right now where a social media person says they're a journalist and everyone believes them. I mean, did you see this whole hat works thing in Nashville? And oh, my totally God. And totally canceled, and you're like, wow. Deserved, I'm as progressive though. as you come. I don't know. That was intense. I mean... I was fine with that. That's a lot of energy. Like, like I just spent a good amount of my energy wasted on yelling into the void and not even convincing my, my man friend over there. <laughs> no, I am fully convinced that I'm on Naomi's side. Andrew doing Morris. other things. Well, you don't have the amount of um, agita and furor that I want. <laughs> and the hat lady with her ridiculous star of David, I'm an anti-vaxxer. She's a chameleonaire anyway. You, you can't touch her. So like, yeah, you got her store shut down and Stetson finally came out against anti-Semitism. I don't know. I mean, I'm the Jew <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay, we got it doesn't matter. She is a terrible person. She's done a million other terrible things they've reported about it. But like the idea that we as people should go and dox these people and attack their home lives. I am in Kentucky. I hate Oh, I didn't realize they knew that they did that. Mitch McConnell. But I would never go to his house. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just, for me, we are crossing lines left and right. So I'm not going to call Martina Navratilova, but I'm going to call her out. And you know what we should do? Call them in. Come on in, ladies. <laughs> and I know that part of my rage is that I feel like I just went through this last year and I'm old. Like I shouldn't have to, I should be the one doing this to the next generation. But instead, I like the YWCA's lift as you climb, right? Not like yeah. I climb up, I cleared the space, but I mean, it didn't really change. So you can come like stand here with me. Like, no, yeah. I'm sorry you went through that, but you have no idea what it's like now. And you know what you have no idea? That I killed Alan McNamity. I will say perhaps my rage is not equitable <laughs> to your liking because I was there. Obviously, my entire Twitter is tennis on the 26th of May when Naomi first put this out. So there's been a lot of conversation, a lot of feelings that have been more spread out. Well, I think you're also defending like journalism in it more, whereas I think the real problem is who holds the power in the tennis like federation. Like the fact that there is a governing body of tennis that you know decided to restrict the you know which was the worst fucking thing, yeah, of a single player. So it's less Naomi versus journalists; it's more Naomi versus a system that has a lot of power and is abusive. Which is what I was trying to say because so many people are pitting it as Naomi versus journalism, <laughs> and I'm trying to bring up that it's that. The system is broken and Naomi has nothing to do with it except she's the truth teller and this, the, the one that gets in trouble because she's willing to say it out loud. And she took a big knock for nothing, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Now, I love transitioning away because we're running out of time. <laughs> so did you guys, you guys watched Mayor, yes? We did Finale. watch Mayor, yes. Yeah. Did I ruin it for you by sending the 100%. tweets from I literally Stephen told King, Emma, I wish Aquila. Julie didn't text that to us. I know, me too. I'm sorry. <laughs> So Akilah Hughes from the What A Day podcast and writer Stephen King both posted that they who they thought had done it, and it turned out they were right. And I, right. I, I don't never, feel like Stephen King should have. I feel like it's cheating because he writes novels like he that. Obviously he obviously knows. knows yeah. He didn't write this novel. <laughs> I know, but still. He understands he the mechanisms. Insider, insider yeah. baseball. Well, I apologize for sending that to you because <laughs> I too felt like it had been ruined. And I listened to Akilah on What A Day, and she laid out why. They said the person that shot her was about the same height. It had to be, you know what I mean? So there were clues. Uh, we missed, I missed them for sure. I thought yeah. it was Lori, hands down. Yeah, they got me with the uh, law and order trick of the most famous person is always the killer. Because I was like, Guy Pierce is in there. He has to do something. So I found <laughs> out today. Which Agreed. was very smart. Well, but here's what happened. There was a different person cast in that part. Then they shut down for COVID. When they went back, he wasn't available. So Guy came in as a favor to Kate Winslet. 
Oh, that's very sweet. <laughs> and the therapist was also separate and shot differently, which I thought felt very different, that therapy office. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we all got tricked because the guy who originally played him couldn't come back after COVID. <laughs> which I thought made it that much more meaningful. No, I think that was yeah. great because it was literally who done it. I will say, like, even though you ruined everything with that tweet, I'm just kidding. It was still amazing. I did, it did. It ruined it for me. I'm sorry I sent it. As soon as no, I, it was absolutely as soon fine. As it turned out to be right. I was like, shit, this isn't any fun. <laughs> but it was um, it was helpful to have all of these different opinions because anytime someone was like, yeah, no, I think it's uh, K1's friend, I was like, I knew it the whole time. So as soon as Stephen King said that, I was like, I knew it the whole time. Someone could have said it was like a squirrel that ran by one of the cars in an opening <laughs> sequence. So I was like, I knew it. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Whole time. Oh, really sad. So well done. Such oh, a beautiful. Great show. The acting was insane. And I will say, like, Kate Winslet is obviously a phenomenal actress. Everyone in that entire cast and crew did amazing. Well, the cast I saw, the crew I'm assuming did amazing as well. They filmed it. It was lit really well. But, like, Jean Smart, when, lit, she, like, bitch. when she's like, I've always been on your side, even if I don't, you can't feel it, and I don't want you to be mad oh. at yourself for all those things. Heartbreaking. Oh, my God. So good. So good. Just so good. I didn't need her to go up at the attic at, into the attic at the end. I didn't need that. But well, I thought they were gonna like really fuck with us, and she would have hung herself at the end. And I was like, God damn it, <laughs> I can't, I can't, not today. I feel like you move. I, I don't think you go back up in the attic, but maybe that's because I'm unhealthy and rage filled about tennis. I don't know. But <laughs> all right, what other uh, content did you consume this week? I was gonna say culture and steal it from the Lost Culturistas guys. Well, I consumed a lot of both during this past week. I finally, um, after lying about it last week, watched Special, the second season, which was absolutely delightful. What a gem. What a story. Can you back it up with some facts this time? Because, I mean, last time I asked It's about this amazing person who has disabilities, who's a homosexual. Okay, that you can read in the Netflix blurb, so... (laughs) No, the um, relationships. So first of all, his mom and him are still estranged as we open up. And I really was super into the dude who turned out was in a relationship with a older sort of straight-laced gentleman, Republican. Um, Was that his name? I think so. Richard. He's in a relationship with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until... We were, he was part of that group. Ryan was part of that group and met that other dude who was so fucking beautiful. Absolutely gemstone. And then it did feel like sort of the deanification of the character because they made him worse and worse and worse as the season ensued. Um, Yeah, I thought it was heartwarming. It was easily digestible. It's so great. I made Phil watch the breakup fight between uh, Ryan and Tanner. I think that's his name mm-hmm. because I I felt like he was his character was getting less and less likable as it went and it was he was but I also felt like that fight was so thorough like I wasn't on one person's side the whole time both people said shitty things both people made good points yeah they decided to walk away from each other because it was clearly not you know a recipe for success but I thought it was so thorough and perfect <laughs> Well, and I love the comparison for me. I had the same love for Shrill that I had for Special in that they're imperfect and beautiful and Mm -hmm. messy and terrible. And, you know, in the moment, you know, when Ryan's first hanging out with his new friends with disabilities, he doesn't really know how to fit in. He's so excited and he's never had that. And then Tanner comes and makes terrible mistakes. (laughs) And instead of just saying, I know this is new for you. It's new for me too. These things are not cool. Like, you hogging all the dance space and talking about wheelchairs. And he's just not mature enough to do all of those things. And we've all made those mistakes. And it's just so, it's just so great. I feel like people who don't know, buddy, I live in the disability world a lot. Right. And for people who don't, you're just like, Oh, it's just Ryan. Right. He's got struggles. He's got this, he got poop on his dick. You know, shit happens. <laughs> he really didn't like that. <laughs> Right, he did not handle that situation. He handled that situation <laughs> way worse than Tanner's mm-hmm. behavior at the prom, right? Mm-hmm. So you're just like, ooh, Ryan, I want to be on your side the whole time. And on Shrill, I want to be on 80 yeah. Ryan's side the whole time. The and then they do time. these things, and you're like, ah! 
And then Charlie Barnett, the hottest man on the fucking planet from Russian Doll is there. And you're like, what are you doing? He's a millionaire who loves his sister and does nothing and just wants to worship you. I know. And she's I like, forgot you fucked about that up head. so quickly, so bad. Yeah. And she's just like, well, I know how this ends for me. And you're like, I, that's a mindset I totally get. I'm going to shut this down because if I fall hook, line and sinker, you're going to destroy me and I'll never make it back. Well, at least so keep the connection open so you can steal from him at a later date. <laughs> and I love her, and she reminds me of 80s roommate on Shrill. I just think that side by side, those are just so beautiful, and I'm so grateful to have them in the pandemic. It just made me remember that people are flawed and amazing. And, yeah, I've been an asshole after the pandemic. I, I was at a five-hour thing today, and I probably said three or four things I wish I had kept inside my mouth. But, <laughs> you know what I mean? It just... We, that's just who we are and that's okay you know yeah so if you haven't watched special season one and two you can knock it out in like no time they're like 22 yeah. minute episodes same thing I with shrill <laughs> and fall in love with everybody and be sickened by everyone and his mom oh i don't know i, I think you know this feeling nick maybe emma's husband when you're at a party like she is with <laughs> leslie jordan and everybody and you're having such a good time but you need to just go be by yourself and you're not yes. really sure why and then you get home and you listen to the music and then you just think, oh, now it's just me again. But I didn't want to be there either. You know what I mean? That unsettled, I just don't feel at home anywhere, including alone. Um, I just love it. I just, I'm in That awe. feeling? No, I hate that feeling. I'm in <laughs> awe of sharing that feeling with yeah. my TV friends and feeling less alone by watching that. By feeling yeah, I seen by some strangers in the television. All by myself. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, we'll get to that story at a later date. We're running out of time. Julie, what else have you watched? Oh, my God. What haven't I watched? So my tweets of the week, basically, it's just now I'm madly in love with David Ellinger and I want to have his babies and, and all that. <laughs> he just makes me laugh so hard. So he was on a podcast called The Last Laugh. So I listened to that. He's amazing. I knew he was in a soldier story. I know him from In Living Color. I know him from movies. He starts talking about the Gerard Carmichael show. So I ended up watching all the first two seasons of the Carmichael show, which is on Hulu, which is awesome. Super smart. The funniest pilot oh. I've ever seen in my life. I literally laughed out loud, which I, I never was, do. I was thinking of the Cleveland show. This sounds no, better. The Carmichael show. Gerard Carmichael is a stand-up, and uh, David Allen plays his dad on the show and it's, it's just great. It's very topical and like, it's very like topics oriented, sort of like blackish each week, kind of both sidesies of a gun issue or gender um, identity issues, but so smart and really funny. David Allen Greer is a national treasure. He is so hilarious. So then I ended up watching The Shop on HBO Max, which is a show co produced with uh, LeBron James and his partner, Maverick, somebody, and Gerard is on there as well. So you're like in a barbershop listening to mostly male athletes and one female athlete or Mary J. Blige was on there once <laughs> just sort of talking about their experience. And it's just like all these conversations you'd never get to hear. Um, so if you want to laugh, the Carmichael show on Hulu and just hear very different perspectives on race and gender and guns and then laugh your ass off because Loretta <laughs> Devine is so funny. Gerard Carmichael is so funny. His wife is played by the daughter of Shadow Stevens, which is terrifying. I don't know if you guys know who he is. Nope. He's had lots of plastic surgery. Um, <laughs> and it's just so smart and so funny. It just led me hours of enjoyment. And it all started with a very horrible tweet from David Allen Greer that I, of course, found hilarious. So there was a Dallas police officer who had gone on all of his social medias to say COVID is a joke. You know, it's no big deal. Blah, 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 blah. Denver Sheriff Deputy Duke Trejo died from COVID-19. He posted an anti-vax video and pics to his Facebook. And he was basically like, you want to be experimented on? You want to give it a try? You go right ahead. So, of course, he died, right? Because that's what happens when you do yes. that. <laughs> and David Allen Greer reposted and said, well, he was told. Bye, dummy. So that's the story. <laughs> then it comes out that someone else writes, he also beat up some prisoners. A real shame. And David writes, and COVID with his ass. Bye. Someone else writes, I got my list of idiots that I'm slowly crossing off every week. Rest in peace. And David wrote, you hate to see it. I mean, he's just <laughs> cracking me up <laughs> on the daily tweet of the week. I need votes. Here we go. As summer approaches, I feel it's my civic duty to tell you that your natural deodorant does not work. 
A hundred percent already. It won. That's this one's winner. just for you two because I don't think it's funny. <laughs> Friends ended in 20, 2004 and had a reunion this week, which means the cicadas think it was on the whole time. I do love that one. I do. <laughs> and then this is the one that rings most true to me. Hot girl shit sounds exhausting. I want to do old lady shit. A puzzle, knit a sweater, sit in a chair while I shower. <laughs> oh, last one. My niece turned three today. She asked for a Lion King cake, but specifically the moment where Mufasa dies because everyone will be too <laughs> sad to eat the cake and it will all be for me. <laughs> that one, that one, that one. <laughs> oh my God. So you've got like a dead Mufasa by the side of a cake. Uh, I mean, this, is that girl my best friend or what? Diabolical. <laughs> Those are my tweet tweets tweet of the week. We're voting for Leona and her Mufasa dead cake. Yeah, that was pretty good. Though I do, I mean, I've been paying attention to cicadas a lot, and I love thinking of them <laughs> watching television shows. Will you guys be watching the Friends reunion? I haven't I yet, but I probably it. will, yeah. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I haven't heard anyone say that it did anything fun. I haven't I heard anything. They kind of just, like, showed up, maybe answered some questions, maybe, like, table read a script. I heard that Lady Gaga was there. And sang Smelly Cat as oh, Phoebe. Fun. Isn't that fun? <laughs> I mean, you watch it for Phoebe. If there should have been a spinoff, it should have been Phoebe. Lisa well, Kudrow didn't she have that? Gem. Wasn't it called The Comeback or whatever on HBO? <laughs> Which is so fucking underrated. I will say I initially watched it because all of the homosexuals watched it. I was going to say, like, I, I feel like too. the gays have, have it way up there. Love, it's and then I watched it and I was like, it's all right. And I watched, but there are some very funny scenes. Like when she's singing, I will survive. It's mostly like the outros. It's like how Homeland is much better when you just watched previously on Homeland. <laughs> so zippy. Well, all right. Anything? Anything? Last minute recommendations you've got? For I mean, not recommendations, meet? just an exploration to my consistent demise. I've continued watching Vampire Diaries. Do I huh? think it's the best thing that's ever happened to me? Perhaps I might. <laughs> yes, I look forward to it more than I look forward to anything else that's currently going on in my existence. It's smaltzy. It's teeny. It's amazing. And I adore it. Are you watch watching it or are you 10 second forwarding it? Bitch, I'm watch watching it. Wow. I am watch watching That's it. That's high praise nope, from one Except until I get tired of it. And then I'll, like, for a couple episodes, we'll just read the wiki a synopsis and then I'll dive back in. I can't handle too much. It's too much. For someone who's on their phone or computer all day, I do max out on media, but then continue to consume another type of media. Happens. What can you do? Or I'll nap. I'm very sleepy. I'm like, someone's like, you're tired a lot. I was like, thanks. Maybe it's Maybelline. Maybe it's depression. Maybe he's born with it. <laughs> Maybe he inherited it from his family. Oh, boy. I never stood a goddamn chance. I feel like you're succeeding. Well, yeah, because Emma props me up. As do you, boo. Oh, is it fucking time for RuPaul's Drag Race? It's Australia's next top drag superstar down under. I don't know what that is, but I like whatever that was. That was fucking fun. That was awesome. Jam, jam on it. So I think we have two things to talk about, if it's okay. I would love to go over the All-Star 6 cast at some point. Yes. Oh, yeah. And down That's under. And then preview Spain, because I don't think you guys have started that yet. Um, no, but I have started learning Spanish. On Duolingo again. <laughs> That's awesome because let me tell you, on Drag Race España, yeah, they speak so quickly, so quickly, and the subtitles can't keep up, and I have to freeze frame. I'm like, oh, 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 oh. I'm like, shit, what's it? What's his name? What's happening? Who's in trouble? What? It's like the inverse <laughs> of German, where you have to like, I like go for every single syllable, and it's so aggressive. <laughs> Spanish just flows so melodically, where it's just like, I thought they said one word, they said an entire. They read Great Gatsby in a second, in a whole second, with one breath, in Ibiza. Well, we'll talk about that later. So what did you think of uh, Don Anda? Um, so I had some issues with this episode. And Fantastic. I'll detail them currently. So first of all, the challenge was to do like an infomercial type thing. And they brought in um, someone who does infomercials in the Southern Hemisphere. Don't know her, but apparently she's an absolute kick. She tried to change her name. She's the Lori Grenier of, um, if you know who Lori Grenier is. Um, I do not, but <gasps> I trust you. She's on Shark Tank. 
I don't watch it. She's a QVC queen. <laughs> I believe it. She has so more, Mariah Carey. more products than anyone else. Scrub Daddy, three million sold today. <laughs> Scrub Daddy, is that the sponge? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seen that at CVS. Oh, it's good. You can put your fingers in its eyes and your thumb in its mouth. And scrub. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. So my main problem with this was um, towards the end of the episode. If I can skip ahead, or if you'd rather just go play by play, no. we can do that. Too. Go crazy. No. So already been there. That's why I take Paxil. But I will say. The first of all, like when they brought Art Simone back, it is now eight just Caucasian queens. And then Scarlett Adams has this sobering moment of I'm going to acknowledge the fact that I've done blackface by immediately saying like so many others and then having a conversation about race with only white people was just so tone deaf and so irresponsible and so terrible. And I kept waiting for someone to be looking dead in the camera. Like, I cannot believe this is actually happening in front of me. But it just seemed like everyone was just, like, emotional. It's like, we get it. You made a mistake. It's like, Scarlett Adams and I are the same age. And also, you do not, like, (laughs) you can't blame racism on youth. Like, if you're a shitty person, you're a shitty person. It's like, youthful indiscretions are, oh my god, I fucking shoplisted. And as long as you do it from, like, a Walgreens, it's fine. Don't do it from a bodega. They need that money. But, like, oh my, blackface is not on the same on the same level as that. So, I just felt like it was skirted over very grossly. Well, you know Karen from Finance can't say anything because she has a tattoo. What is she? She has a tattoo? She has a tattoo of, I guess there are these very racially offensive dolls that they grew up with as kids and she loved them not knowing and got a tattoo of them on her forearm and five years ago had it covered up and apologized for it. So when they said someone said there's going to be racism in this episode, I was like, Oh shit, they're about to call Karen from finance out. I was surprised to see RuPaul just call her out from the stage. Yeah. And whatever, um, HR people she talked to before that really helped her write a nice script about (laughs) what to say. Seemed very official and all the right things to say and not heartfelt at all. It's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes, no, I, I am. Because I went from like Scarlett Adams had the best read when she read, read herself to can they kick her out and bring like anyone Jojo's else back? Ho, Coco Jumbo. Not Anita yeah. Wiglet. <laughs> I mean, I do love Anita Wiglet, but yeah. I think she's going to get old real fast. She was only in for four episodes. I know, but like, <laughs> she was basically like, I'm not going to give you any more than this. And Paul's a, like, Are you ever down? She's like, No. I mean, my dad doesn't speak to you. <laughs> which, like, would have been so fun because you know RuPaul saw that as a challenge. You've never been down? Have you heard about your inner saboteur? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I'm in the Navy. Everybody loves me. I play the trombone. <laughs> Has a Snap Scream winner ever <laughs> gone home immediately after? Probably. I don't know. I did think that the reading challenge was pretty funny. There were a couple. I mean, they are. I think the Australian drag community, if we can see it, are crass, brazen, so blunt. So crude, yeah. Um, a little racist. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm just saying, like, I expected it to be very cutting, the whole thing. Yeah. My favorite read was Kitamine saying, Electroshock, man. <laughs> that was very good. That was so funny. And then uh, Art Simone, when he was talking about et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. pronouns, yeah. she's like, let me explain it to you. They won't be in the final. You won't be seeing them compete. They will be going home. I was like, so funny. heart attack. So good. It's like, how do you make a joke about someone who's on who's non-binary or trans without making it transphobic is that that was perfect it was so funny because like there's a lot of material with et cetera et cetera because they are a fucking nightmare <laughs> god damn when they were like i'm not shady i'm just a bitch it was like honestly true though <laughs> i'm guessing somebody wrote these jokes for art simone because they are right so they smart. must have been yes when he's like electroshock you know i'm so glad we came to covid free but obviously you've had it because clearly you've lost your sense of taste so yeah. smart. i think that's why art simone was so pissed they had everyone helping them yeah and i'm glad electra did a pretty good job this week and they let her win <laughs> also if you're keeping tabs at home so far the only contestant who's had their nudes leaked is electra shock are they good they're shocking 
as shocking as you sitting in the dark with a microwave like with a microphone, like <laughs> I a serial killer. killer. <laughs> lamp, like, Nick, lamp, light. Julie, I have some thoughts about our earlier conversations Jesus that Christ. I can only express through murder. If only the our listeners could murder. know that Nick is sitting in the darkness in like a easy reading chair. Once we switch over to Blurg, I'll turn the lights on. And then, uh, etc. As slam on Karen from finance, you look like the kind of person who enjoys hemorrhoids. What does that even mean? What does that mean? <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. And I've never had bloody. I've never had um, hemorrhoids, but I've had bloody stool before, and I did not enjoy it. I was terrified. I went to the doctor. I went to the emergency room. Shocking. Electroshocking, really. Electroshocking. No, electroshock did the best, I do believe. It did feel, so it was kind of um, very crystal method where it's just like, we need a table. For what? Science. It's like, fuck yeah. Um, but I like ketamines too. Ah, uh, let's see. Mostly-ish about, around. I mean, they were I do, all... like, first of all, I love that the editors hate it, et cetera, et cetera, too. Because it was very much a raven. I would never call you a bitch. Or I would never call you shit. She's like, her outfit's shit. Her face is shit. She's shit. Everything's shit. She was just like, you know, I don't want crude humor. Like, everyone else is going to do poop and fart jokes. And it needs to be refined. So she's going to be holding a bottle of piss. (laughs) Once again, if they're funny, who cares, right? I didn't think they were. I didn't think any of them were funny. I thought Electra's made sense. You know, topped, busted spread. That's funny. This divine thing with ketamine, not funny to me. If they were funny, we would maybe not have had to hear that racial conversation among white people because cumulatively, it was like seven minutes for each of them, each of their things. Terrible. And we go to the rehearsal where it's like, oh, it's going to be awful. And then they come out and everyone's like, they were mostly really funny. I'm like, they were not to me. No. Hornbag, yeast commercial, not funny. Discharge, gross, not funny. Piss, not funny. No. Definitely. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Right. Arts yeasty yank extractor, no. Uh, I hate it, I hate it. In my head, Snatch. I was comparing it to, like, the soup challenge where you just had to make, like, a personality in soup. Like, they didn't, they just made them all dirty and, like, about women's vaginas. <laughs> it yeah, reminded which... me of the mini challenge in UK where they had to turn this, like, tea service and it's something funny, and they all made it sexual. And that was a mini challenge, and it was still hard. This was just like, oh, my. But Trixie's soup was iconic. Uh-huh. Shangela, I thought, I mean, yeah. Hallelujah, what was it? It was something. Mm-hmm, yeah. Bibi Zahara, Vandela Creme. Like, <laughs> like, I feel like they did the challenge correctly, and I feel like this was an opportunity to do that same challenge, but with a yeast spread, but instead they all just wanted to do the yeast jokes. I feel like there's like, an emotional immaturity in all these queens that maybe is just true of their culture period because it seems like we're a totally horrible racist systematically racist country no question but we didn't have concentration camps for people of color 10 years ago right which is what yeah coco uh, or jojo dealt with Mm -hmm. so maybe they're a little further behind on the sophistication (laughs) i'm just saying everyone's was disgusting What's, yeah. What was so interesting is like obviously the drag culture is different than the political makeup or moral makeup of a community or a country. But when they were like, you know, obviously we're going to kick out those New Zealand people. It's like you realize everyone fucking hates you and loves New Zealand, right? And they're in New Zealand. Yeah, exactly. Because New Zealand did it right. Although Australia did do very well with COVID considering our mess. Well, they gave it to Tom Hanks. Or did Tom Hanks give it to them? <laughs> Tom Hanks brought it. <laughs> Good call. I know there was a tweet that was like, remember when we thought this was a movie premiere and it was Tom and Rita telling us they got COVID? You're like, mm. Yikes. All right, so the challenge was a bust. Let's go to the runway. Take it to the runway. Take it to the runway. Runway. To the little Sheila down front from Finding Nemo. I do feel like, so I'm feeling very confident about my Electroshock Final 3 at this very moment. Because she's gone from, like, everyone's coming for me and I hate them to I'm going to hate myself when she said, is there something I regret? Yeah, my first three looks. This she look great. is nothing amazing. She looks better. Me. She <laughs> painted her head because her wigs are so bad. That's funny. And her makeup's never going to change. Like This is all she can do. I love her. I'm rooting for her. 
personality-wise, she's the only person there who has not been a complete dick except for Maxie. Yeah. Maybe Karen. But this outfit I thought was bunk. She's got, like, underwear on and a corset. There's ketamine. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> a lot of butterflies. I thought they were balls again. And- now, so- there's something endearing about Maxie Shield. I don't know what it is. I love her. No, I will say. We'll say. So you know, have you you've seen Ever After, obviously, right? Yes. So it reminds me of Melanie Linsky's character, who I think is um a Kiwi or Australian. She's one of them. Um, but the one who shows up as a horse, she just <laughs> reminds me of like this debutante ball where everyone is very prim and just like the stereotypical expectations of the body. And then there's just like this sort of birdcage, some like a hot drag queen coming in like, you're right there. Just like a period piece, but her in the background. Love it. I love her. Uh, Tina Burner. I mean, Karen from finance. So this was terrible. <laughs> Message was amazing. Like, yeah, the Australia lost so much of their fucking wildlife during the wildfires, but do put some respect on that koala. We need to find out. I mean, this is the person that Tace played in their Snatch Game. Who is she? Right? I know. Cat and Kim. It's like a show. So, yeah, they did like remake Cat and Kim. They did remake Cat and Kim, and it was canceled after, like, two episodes with Molly Shannon and um, oh. Selma Blair. Outcomes, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know what's happening. This outfit. This Gross, is bad. bad. Poor. Yes. It makes me want to hurt her. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome in, bienvenue to the bottom two. Scarlett Adams comes in her yeah, Priscilla this is outfit. A good look. This I guess if look. blackface doesn't get you in the bottom, nothing will. So, <laughs> so who was your favorite on the runway? Uh, ah, my these favorite. are all terrible. Yeah. So yeah, I I just like Maxi Shields. I was gonna say the winner the- is Maxi Shields. Yeah, I like Maxi Shields mainly <laughs> for the story I created for her. <laughs> Now, of course, RuPaul didn't see what we saw and put Maxie in the bottom. Right. Rude. With etc. and gave the win to, or not with etc. with, uh, yeah, with etc. and yeah, with et cetera, yeah. Yeah. So, off to the really exciting. Oh, my God. Absolutely everybody, everybody, everybody. So, Yikes. when that she pulled this fun. microphone out, I died, <laughs> number one. <laughs> I felt like et cetera was doing all these tricks and things that didn't go with the song. Maxie was like doing the song. I thought she clearly won. Yeah. And et cetera didn't even do them well. She's like, I'm going to do the splits. I'm going to do a cartwheel. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Like here's the check mark for how to win a lip sync. But not to this song. No. no. <laughs> so, microphone one. Oh my God. She's like, I've got some tricks up my sleeve. And it was only one and it was totally <laughs> worth it. It was so good. She just kept going. I love when she answered the judges by still speaking into her little I know. But they should give you a fake microphone. It makes a big difference. So next week, they're doing the makeover challenge with some rough men into ladykins. I'm guessing they're rugby players. I'd love that. I'd love that. (laughs) All right. Well, I think maybe we head to the chat and uh, rate this mother tucker with some gemstones. Please let me know when you're ready. The little Sheila down the front. <laughs> ready. Yep. Send. Ooh. <laughs> Nick, like, I don't know, did you even watch the episode? 78? <laughs> Emma, I feel you at 83. I'm checking with the judges. Yep, the perfect score, 87. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> Like, will I rewatch it again? I might watch the reads, the filth, reading for filth part. Mm-hmm. So it made it almost to a 90. Yeah, and I'll probably watch the lip sync again because I loved that song. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> everybody, everybody, everybody. <laughs> it's like being there. So if I'm going to rewatch it, it should be in the 90s. So for me, that's my, you know, and the judges, yeah. obviously. Yeah, and this is like something that I will rewatch YouTube clips of, but I will never rewatch the... No, not episode. the main challenge. Mm-mm. It was no. bad. It was bad. 
It was I'm really still excited for the season, but this episode was trash. <laughs> it was pure trash. This episode was bunktastic. I know. Last week I was like, I don't want anyone to leave. I'm really rooting for and everyone. I'm now I'm like, like you, I'm not rooting for anyone. And I was like, all right, <laughs> get like, up. Is anyone funny? Honestly, right. Kidda and Electra, I guess, and uh, Maxi. That's my I didn't top enjoy three right They made fun of Kitchen Means. Um, uh, list was slowing, whatever you call that. And like, <laughs> all right. So the All Stars six cast of mediocre queens has been released. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna run through the names really quickly, and then you guys can give me your. Please tell me what you think. Akira Davenport, Eureka O'Hara, Ginger Minj, Jan, Jiggly Caliente, Pandora Box, Raja O'Hara. Serena Chacha, Soaking Up Meganash, Sonique, Trinity K. Bonet, and Yada Sophia. First of all, can I just say, Trinity K. Bonet! <laughs> Finally! So exciting. The lipstick assassin to end all lip sync. Well, not all of them, but most of them. She should have been on that All Stars when they pulled the lip sync assassin. Absolutely, sure. they should have. Uh-huh. First of all, the April Carry On lip sync was insane. Where it was, um, was it I'm Every Woman, I think? I don't know, but she was wearing that purple thing and the flippers and looked amazing. Um, what's the one she, she did won for against Eve, the door? When she's like down on the ground, like just oh giving my Eve god the against face. Milk? Yeah, everyone was so pissed oh my on god. Twitter because they were like, Milk went home and I was like, got my legs open like seven <laughs> eleven when she did the move. <laughs> and yes, it's me. Then he's home. <laughs> oh my god, so good. And he knows so that my name is not Susan. Yes. Um, she was fucking sexy as Hell. Hell. Hell, 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 hell. Did it, was I aroused? Yes. Did I question it? No. <laughs> oh. I was into all of it. I mean, I used to only like playing with Barbies because of their hair. So when she did that whole head flip thing, I was just like. <laughs> I do it. Okay. So none of these people are actually winners. I mean, like, period. <laughs> so, I mean, it is, it is interesting. So Serena Chacha went home. Should have been first, went second. Yeah. It was only because Penny Drayton didn't know. <laughs> um, put my hair, party in the USA. The words. Yes. Yeah. So I think she's only there because Akiria and Serena Chacha have beef. Yes. Oh. Serena made the wig for Akiria that was poor. Um, Jan's back. I mean, honestly, of all the people, like season six was a season of all stars. And I'm assuming everyone said no. Because um, it would have been amazing to have Jackie back, to have Widow back, um, to have Gigi back, to have Crystal back. Oh, you think? Oh, I didn't say Scarlet. What I say? Season six. six. Scarlet oh. um, Envy is there also. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> They're all forgettable. No offense. Jiggly looks yeah. great. Sonique looks. Oh, amazing. Pandora! Pandora! If Pandora Love looks Pandora. like a different person who's been through a wind Love tunnel Pandora. and stapled her face. First of all, Pandora was 37 when it aired, and she's come a long way since then. I don't think she don't... looks better. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. I don't know what Ginger's wearing for her entrance look, but I do still love her. <laughs> but that might be a season seven bias. <laughs> My so guess she is said this on is a Twitter, season of personality for the most part, right? Which I love because Raja, last season was Eureka, not... Yeah. Jiggly. Well, except Jujubee. Silky not make Janosh. I'm so mad. She's going to be, she's going to make it to the finals, isn't she? I hate that. She always does. See, I'm excited because there's no clear front runner. Everyone here kind of yeah, Everyone here is a bottom. And yes. So I'm very, very. <laughs> Yada Sophia, about come it. on. I mean, I guess they had. Alexis I love Yada Sophia. I love her. Okay. Dita Ritz is pissed, as I feel like she should be. Is she? Yes. They didn't ask her? Yeah. I think she proved in that Denali video that she is ready to play. Oh, my God. They should have just had all the queens from that Chicago (laughs) video. Queens and kings. Although one of them won Alaska's Drag Superstar. Tenderoni, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really like any of these people. I mean, I like Trinity, but she seems the same. Jiggly seems great. Yeah, I'm excited to hang out with Jiggly again. (laughs) Well, and we have Jiggly and Sonique, too. They are now... Uh, they fully transitioned into trans women now, and now they're able to represent themselves. So that's a first. So Julie's always been amazing. Sonique's the the hot. Yeah. Well, Sonique had to pause their transition to get on RuPaul's Drag Race because that's when they were like, "We can't have people who are trans on the show." And look how things have changed. Beautiful. So I mean, honestly, <laughs> because there are so many fucking firecrackers 
of personalities, I feel like Sonique's going to like, maybe not win, but top three, four, whatever. Well, we need to get our top three predictions and then who's going to be the pork chop. Pork, pork chop, chop. first one going home. I mean, cha-cha. Duh. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's why Cha-Cha is there. To, <laughs> to go, go home first. first. <laughs> I know, but like when they got rid of Derek Barry first, you were like, I mean, really? I was don't so like rude. him and I'm glad he's gone, but, but he's also, there for the drama. Exactly. Why kick him off already? Serena Cha-Cha, same thing. Should we write it in the chat? She the is not room? as good as drama as uh, Derek Barry is, though. Well, Derek Barry was around for the whole season. We only had two episodes of Serena Cha-Cha and we all hated her sure. with a passion. Yeah, well, she's just obnoxious. The oh only God. redeeming moment was they sang <laughs> Only Girl in the World, her and Mercedes Amon, I think. Or not Mercedes Amon, but Mercedes, whoever she lip singing against, who had just come out that she was a trans woman, and they said Only Girl in the World, and she, like, gestured to her. I don't, I don't remember. That's it. Nobody knows what you're talking about. <laughs> All right. So top three for me, I'm going to say... Trinity, Sonique, and Ginger. And I'm going to say Sonique is the winner. Damn. All right. And then <laughs> Pork Chop Queen. I mean. Scarlet Envy. She's just boring. Scarlet? Damn. All right. She's boring. She's pretty, but she's boring. And if this is a season of energy, oh, is Silky going to make it in the top instead of Ginger? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Retract. Trinity, Sonique, and Silky are my top three, with Sonique being the winner. Okay, so I like Pandora Box a lot. I'm just going to say that right now. I like you a lot. I'm, I don't think you're going to be in the top three. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> Do I look like Dusty Ray Bottoms right now? I feel like I No. <laughs> Who's your top three, Nick? Okay, so I will say I think Ginger is the right call. Just so you guys know, the light has changed so that Nick is now in the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Ginger Minge, I do believe. So neat. Can I do a top four? Nope. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Ginger Minge, Sonique, and for some reason, Raja feels correct to me. And who's your pork chop queen? Serena Chacha. Obviously, immediately, yes, 100%. The better question is who's second, who's after her? I don't agree. I think they're going to, they know they made a mistake by sending Derek Barry so early. No, because like what the feud thing can be summed up in one episode and then bye. So Nick has Ginger, Sonique, and Silky with Sonique as the winner. Emma has Trinity, Sonique, and Eureka with Trinity as the winner. And I have Trinity, Sonique, and Silky with Sonique as the winner. So going to be very, very interesting. This all starts June 24th. What? Watch Silky go home first. Sonique after her. I'm wondering if we should do a bracket. Oh, my God. We should do a bracket. Well, how would we do a bracket? We don't know who's going up against who. It just doesn't matter. There's a way to do it, like a fantasy football league where you can pick Oh, sort of like, oh, we can pick like who and what. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Order. In what order? But there is a way to do it where you, it's like a fantasy football draft. And each week you can pick a new person. But what if someone gets art, like art Simone? What are we it, doing it, that? it changes it every week. Happen. You get a number oh, of every points. week, every week. So okay. like every week, you get to draft again and say like, "Oh my god, yes! Oh my god, I finally got white men are so into this." Yes, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, I, yes, I yes, feel yes, like yes. this exists online somewhere, and I yes. will find it, and we will post it, and we will hope that Ooh, anybody yes. who's will join uh-huh. in with us and play because that would be really fun as opposed to just our predictions every week. I think there is a system for this that is not just run by straight white men and will not be corrupted, and we can do it. Yes, I love that. <laughs> I can't wait. I cannot it's fucking a weird wait. crew. It's a very strange. I, I have a feeling it's going to be super fun, though. These people seem yeah. like catty with nothing to lose. So <laughs> there's a reason they stayed in the middle. And they're all going to be trying to be breakout stars, right? So you're really going to yep. go for it. Um, Drag Race España started this week. I know you guys haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but it's great. They're super lovable. It has that sort of Canada vibe and a little bit of Holland, like not pretentious, really in it for the love of it and the art of it. And a couple mm-hmm. really amazing artists who paint themselves in a really unique way. Oh, cool. Way too long of a lip sync. I think the song is still going on somewhere else. Um, <laughs> and the only queen I'll tell you about is someone named Carmen Falala, who is a beauty queen and looks just like Carmen Ferreira. So, Ooh. and you do get to see her balls. So that's great. Her um, balls? I mean, I don't get to see her balls, but everyone there was like, your balls. 
Um, super fun. Nick will find her balls. I will. Yes. <laughs> it's adorable. I mean, it's just very sweet. They are, it's just great. It's really fun. So I hope you guys will get into that too. So at, concurrently, we will have Down Under, Espana, and All Stars running Yikes. together. Bonkers. Yikes. All right, uh, Emma, did you have a game for us before we go? So I thought we could play. Oh, apparently it's a little uh, icebreaker improv game. Normally you throw it around a circle. It's called five things. You come up with five things related to a topic. When um, you're talking about throwing it in a circle, is that this ass in a circle? The no, we're not. In a circle? <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you in the woods with a monster right now? So instead, I'm just going to throw to each one of you at a time, and you'll come up with five things, and we'll just go as fast as we can. That's the element of challenge. <laughs> so do I do five whole things, or do I do one, and then Nick does one, and then you do one? Like, are we going around, like in the circle? What are you doing? It's supposed to be one person has to think of, like, five associated things along a topic. Okay. So. Yeah, no, my hole is open for five things. Let's do it. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. I didn't even get that. I was so grossed out. I didn't even get it. <laughs> Nick, if you could stop air fisting, that would be awesome. <laughs> it's the only thing illuminated in the, your room is your hand. <laughs> You're simply the worst. Boom, boom. All right. Who's going first? Nick. <laughs> Nick. Uh, the category is, let's see, sea creatures. Name five. Go. All right, we've got an anemone, we've got a starfish, we've got a seahorse, we've got a jellyfish, and we got just a regular fucking fish. No regular fish. Then we got a fucking swordfish. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds delicious. Julie, uh, <laughs> five dance moves, go. What? The pony, the grapevine, the chasse, high kicks, uh, pas de beret, tour de jeté. I you think did, that's at you, least five. you did enough. Calm down. <laughs> Uh, that reminded me of uh, when they went to what's his name from the line of Habsburgs thing, and he was like Charleston, yes. interpretive, dance, dance, <laughs> twirl, twirl for me, Jenna. All right, Nick, five things that can fly. Yes. Go. We've got a bird. We've got a plane. We've got <laughs> Superman. We've got a helicopter, and we've got. Uh, a frisbee. <laughs> and, and, and try again. A space shuttle. Okay. <laughs> I loved the resignation of the space, and she was like. <laughs> All right, Julie, five great TV shows. Go. <laughs> Parks and Rec, 30 Rock, The Carmichael Show, In Living Color, um, 30 something. <laughs> I loved it so much. I don't even know what 30 something was. And see. <laughs> it came it out is. when we were one something. It did. It came out in the 90 in the early 90s. It was like my so-called life before my so-called life but with adults who were married and there was an inner um not interracial inner city. One's Catholic, one's Jewish. Inter religious. That's not the right <laughs> phrase. But that's my family. Interfaith. Interfaith. Oh, the best Christmas episode ever of any show. Even better than Chrismica? Better than Chrismica. <laughs> All right, Nick. Five negative adjectives. Go. <laughs> um, bitch, lover, child, mother, sinner, saint. I'm a bitch. I'm a lover. Yeah, oh, we I got know it. What you're doing. Did you guys get it? Because you didn't laugh. <laughs> well, we got it. And it wasn't funny. <laughs> ah, so annoying. Okay, can I go again? Yes, of course. Please do better. <laughs> um, disrespectful, cruel, <laughs> aggressive, rude, distraught. Excellent. All right, Julie, five exhausting verbs. Nick, 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 Cotter. Podcasting with Nick. Five Nick. exhausting <laughs> verbs? Like, I'm exhausted to say them or to be them or to be, like, I'm tired. Doing them is exhausting. Living. 
breathing, <laughs> waking, listening, <laughs> waiting. Those are excellent. Thank you. <laughs> All right, I think that's it. <laughs> I want one more. All right, aliens, five aliens, go. <laughs> I think this was great. We Alf. had a great run. <laughs> we had a great Alf. run here. Mr. Spock. <laughs> Mr. Spock. Mr. Spock's not from America, or America. He's not from this planet. He's from Vulcan. Uh, I don't hear you come up with any aliens. E.T. Uh, Invader Zim. Oh, what was my camp? The guy from V from V. I feel good about Alf. E.T. Yeah, Alf is good. Yoda. The people on 30 Rock, thir- thir- Third Rock from the Sun. Yep. Coneheads. Coneheads, nice. Oh, you know who the Coneheads are? That was the leagues before 30-something. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we'd like to thank you all so much for listening to this episode. If you are not co- currently following us on Instagram, I suggest you do. We need your input <laughs> at takespod.com. And takespod is the name of our handle on Instagram, yes? Yes. So this week there will be a survey up. There may be a link as to how to join our fantasy football drag league. There will be a survey. <laughs> you can put surveys up on Instagram and there will be one about whether or not you were mansplaining or understood what I was saying or supportive. I'll figure that part out. You just sit Here's- in the dark there with Project and do what you're doing. <laughs> So we'll get it linked up. Emma does an amazing job of putting everything on our website, including my terrible slideshows that have screenshots of people in mid motion. You can't really see what they look like, but it's a good reminder. So um, if you would like to, please take part in the survey. Get your friends to listen and get them to take part in it. Make sure that I win. I'll make sure that I do either way. Um, Because I know how to read data in a way that other people don't. But would you want to say thank you so much for listening? Uh, We hope you have a really great week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. Takes All Over the Place is a project of Team Takes, a.k.a. Nick Cotter, Julie Sunderland, and Emma Cotter. With the invaluable sound editing help from Phil Cotter and Frank. (laughs) The awesome toenails on the wood floor from Frank. (laughs) We love you, Frank.